Welcome to First Do No Harm with your hosts, Jamie and Kristen, where every week we bring you issues that are often controversial to not only spread information and understanding about the topic, but to deepen the understanding of why people think and feel the way they do. Hopefully, by doing this, we can bridge the frustration and sometimes hatred of opposing views and help plant the seed that can cultivate a society that seeks kindness through our differences. Hey guys and girls, men, women, whatever. I hope you're having a great Friday. If you're listening to this show the day that it came out, it is the kickoff to hopefully what will be an awesome 4th of July weekend since it is the weekend prior to the 4th. Hope you get to hang out with your family, eat some good food, shoot off some fireworks, or maybe just go to work and make some cash. I don't know. But whatever it is, I hope your weekend's going to end up being a great one. And thanks for listening. If you follow First Do No Harm on Instagram, or if you have liked the First Do No Harm Facebook page, or if you're friends with me, Jamie Frigeau, on Facebook, or if you follow my Instagram account, Future Dr. Jamie, with no E, then chances are, you probably saw that this week's episode is going to be just me and you. There's no Kristen, no guest speaker, just us. So when you hear Kristen on this podcast today, it's because of my beautiful editing magic that I've been planning and clipping and keeping in my pocket for a while for all of my solo episodes. Last week, she swore that... She was going to be here this week, and as life would have it, things came up. It wasn't a massage again this week. It wasn't a new trainer again this week. It may have had something to do with the relationship she has to a pillow. Yeah, we all suffer from that, right? Let's get to the show. This week's episode is entitled... Watch your mouth. (gasps) A quote from Jay Brown says, Words, so powerful, they can crush a heart or they can heal it. They can shame a soul or they can liberate it. They can shatter dreams or they can energize them. They can obstruct connection or invite it. They can create defenses or melt them. We have to use words wisely. I was trying to figure out something that I felt was relevant, that's relevant to you guys and girls and men and women. And I started thinking maybe instead of scrolling through the news feeds and find relevant health information, I can just talk to you about something that was relevant to me that I feel like we need to be aware of. In the world of healthcare, I don't know if you've ever been a patient in the hospital, but if you have, chances are 
you have had someone that took care of you. Honestly, it was probably a nurse or a patient care tech or certified nurse assistant. One of those people, while you were hospitalized, probably didn't call you by your your name. Chances are they called you sweetie, honey, babe, any of those things. I, I would think that that's pretty likely. One of the things that we first learn in nursing school, and I believe this is across the board, is you always refer to the patient by their name. I personally, whoever I take care of, I either call them Mr. or Mrs., whatever their last name may be. My parents raised me that way in general. But what I use the most is sir or ma'am. If someone calls me in the room, hi, sir, is there something that you need that I can help you with? I feel like this definitely extends outside the hospital setting because this week and last week, I post things on social media because I want this podcast to be great. I want it to reach people. I want you to enjoy it, but I want, I want your good friend to enjoy it too. I want your neighbor to enjoy it. I want, I mean, we have people who listen all across the world, multiple countries, which is super awesome. In doing so, I also try to communicate with everyone who reaches out to me and on Snapchat, um, I posted a video when I was running for last week's episode. Actually, I posted a video on Snapchat, Bama Ramblings, if you want to follow that to get glimpses into the life. It's not really interesting, but sometimes there's cool stuff, especially when I'm on travel assignments. But I posted a video or clip or whatever you call them on Snapchat where I was excited. I just finished run and I was telling whoever saw the clips that they needed to listen because I was finally able to run again. And I was told five years ago it would never happen, that I need to be thankful that I can walk. And after I posted that video, I had someone that I didn't know get in touch with me and send me a message. Hey, great video. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. I reply back, thanks. That's awesome. I appreciate it. And then they said, do you have a Facebook? I do have a Facebook. It's open to everyone. I have public postings, so I don't mind giving out Facebook information to publicize the podcast. So I said, sure. Here's the name, Jamie Frigeau. And the reply I got back was, thanks, babe. I really hope that you add me as a friend whenever I request you. For some reason, this really got to me. And I know it sounds silly, but what made this man, I assume, I don't know. I don't know who was on the other side of the the app. What gave this individual, what made them through our four exchanges feel as though there was automatically that relationship that was semi-possessional over me that got into my space. I felt as though 
I, I don't believe there was ill intention behind it. I think that there was no care of recognition of boundaries. But to me, babe is a term that maybe someone calls me if I'm in a relationship. You know, that's that was a term of endearment that a boyfriend would call me. It's not something that a stranger is allowed to call me. You know my name. There's no level of respect there. It puts you on a level where it's in my personal space. Just just from that word was in my personal space. And then I had someone else, someone that I've I've known from a distance from childhood in the same week make references towards me in conversation with terms of endearment similar to that, multiple. I don't know where this is coming from. I, I've had several friends tell me that they think that my kindness is just misunderstood, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I know the person on Snapchat, there was no way to misunderstand my kindness. We barely had exchanges of text. So if those words bother me, then it's probably pretty important for other people, including myself, to be aware that the things that we say really cause people to feel a certain way. I had a conversation with my mom a few weeks ago. After work, I had a good friend of mine ask me a question about someone and he had no idea who I was talking about. He's, he didn't know the name of the person, but he knows the faces and the descriptors. And the way that I described the girl that I was talking about, who is a beautiful individual, the description that I gave him wasn't one that I should have. Like it was, it was an attribute that would quickly narrow down the person that I was talking about. But it wasn't a description that I would necessarily use in front of her about her. And that's not okay. And even though it was with someone I was close to, I was not saying anything derogatory about this wonderful person. It was just a descriptor that she probably wouldn't have appreciated someone saying about her. Just like when I was in middle school, I was very sensitive for people to refer to me as the short girl. There's a lot of good things about me. The, the brunette, the girl with the big personality. But describe me as short, it set me out apart from everyone else. But it doesn't mean it's okay for us to use it. And we all have a freedom of speech. 
But we should all be very mindful of the words that come out of our mouth. To people, we should be aware of the words that come out of our mouths about people, whether they'll ever know it or not. I feel like it's very important to get into the practice of not thinking those things. That when you see someone walking down a street and they're dressed crazy, like the bad names that comes to some of our minds, like we need to recognize those thoughts and we also need to think to ourselves, like that's not okay. It is not okay for that to come to mind. And you can change it. And it sounds a little a little bonkers. But you can change your way of thinking. You can change the way you see people. And you can change the way you see the world. So I think that if you don't know someone, then you should probably treat them the exact way you would want to be treated. And I I understand it's the golden rule, but there's a reason why it's the golden rule. So I just think that it's important for us to get into the habit of, one, talking to people how we want to be spoken to, and talking about people the way that we would want to be talked about as well. There's a lot going on in this world. There's a huge division between the political parties. You hear things of snowflakes and rednecks and ignorance and racist and sexist and why? We can disagree. We can see things very differently. So why are we putting other people down because they feel passionately about things? It doesn't, it's not accomplishing anything. Your words are powerful. Use them for good. You don't like the way that someone thinks and you feel passionately about it? Get to know them. Get to understand why. Just like this podcast, that maybe through understanding why people think the way they do, you may learn something. I may learn something. Just my two cents for this week. Watch your mouth. Let's start learning how to describe people in positive ways instead of negative. Make it a habit. It's a tough one to break, but it accomplishes nothing to be negative. You, You don't accomplish a thing putting people down. Neither do I. It doesn't make you feel better. It just breeds darkness inside of you and other people catch on to it. So breathe light. You're so well-spoken. I love it. Okay. A couple of episodes ago, Kristen and I talked about kindness and all the things that it could do for your body and your mind and your emotions and everything else that's been scientifically proven. Well, one of the things that we read had a study that was done at the University of British Columbia of a group of highly anxious individuals. They performed at least six acts of kindness a week. 
After one month, there was a significant increase in positive moods, relationship satisfaction, and a decrease in social avoidance in socially anxious individuals. So who doesn't need an increase in their mood? More positivity. Who doesn't want relationship satisfaction? And who doesn't need to be a little bit more social, especially if we're socially anxious? We talked about then that we wanted the month of July to encourage you, because we're going to do it too. We want to encourage you to try it out. At least six acts of kindness a week for the whole month of July. That's only 24 acts of kindness. I'm going to be posting a couple ideas of things that you can do. I would love it if you would post a picture. Use the hashtag hope for human kindness. And if you use the hashtag hope for human kindness while you are doing your six acts of kindness a week. Take a picture, make a post about it. Then we're going to send you a little goodie. Nothing big, but we're going to get in touch with you and we're going to send you a little something. And we want to hear back. We want to hear how it works out. You can send us pictures. You can tag me if we're friends on Facebook. Tag me in your picture or use the hashtag hope for human kindness or post it to the Facebook page. First Do No Harm podcast. And since today we talked about words, you're probably busy like everyone else. But I signed up, um, I signed up back, I think maybe in December, to be what's called a chemo angel. Once a week, you send out a card to someone you're probably never going to hear from. But you send a card, you send kind words, you send encouragement to someone who is suffering from cancer and who is undergoing chemo. And just be the light that we were talking about to a stranger who will never be able to thank you. But I'm going to include a link. And I encourage you to sign up if you have time. They tell you if you have something that's going to get in the way that you're not going to be able to do this for a significant period of time, then don't do it. But let's be real. How long does it take to fill out a card that just says, I hope you have a great week? Not very long. You can pick up a card at your grocery store. So I encourage you to do it. And I hope you have a phenomenal weekend and a great 4th of July. And we will talk to you next week. And thanks for tuning in on this solo episode of First Do No Harm.